And hey everyone, welcome to the Collabcast, a podcast about the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Uh, I'm your host, Mervyn Yue, and today we have another special episode featuring two of the stars from the Netflix series Wu Assassins. Uh, we have Celia Ao, who plays Ying Ying, a mystical spirit who guides the main character Kai on his journey as the Wu Assassin against the Wu Warlords, and Lee Jun Lee, who plays Jenny Wa, one of Kai's childhood friends. We had a great time talking about the show, their experiences filming in Vancouver and having hot pot parties with the crew, as well as discussing how the recent um, rise of Asian representation in media has affected both Celia and Lee's careers. We also talk about how they got started with acting and some chat about Asian food as well. It was a lot of fun and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. So um, here we go. And you're listening to the Collabcast. My name is Marvin Yu. I'm here with Lee Lee and Celia Ao, the two stars of the Netflix original series, Wu Assassins. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Now, at the time of this recording, you are both here for the launch of the show. The show comes out on August 8th, and you're here in L.A. to help promote and also to, I guess, celebrate the show coming out. Mm -hmm. That's right. Never miss an opportunity to celebrate. (laughs) How does it feel to finally show people what you've been working on? Really great. I mean, we wrapped... Last November, we started a year ago in August, and then we wrapped late November, and we've had to keep it hush-hush. We couldn't post about it. We couldn't talk about it. And it's just it just felt like we made something, packed it up, and put it away. And now that it's finally out, it's really exciting, but it's at the same time really scary because we really hope, you know, people enjoy it. We, we certainly had a, an amazing time yeah. making it. So it's been all year, so it's like... It's like you're waiting for your kid to be born. And you're like, oh, okay. I didn't know you knew how that felt. Oh, like, you know, when you're, oh, yeah. I never, like, my cousin's kid to be born. Let's say it that way. Easier. And like, you're like, oh my God, it's, it's coming. But like, you don't know what's gonna, the response or like how the baby's gonna be like, is everything gonna (laughs) be okay? The baby's gonna be an asshole. Yeah. And you're like, uh, and then now it's a lot. We have, we're three days away. Yeah. And we're just like, okay. Why is this the longest three days ever? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the trailer came out a couple of weeks ago, um, and a lot of people were really excited because um, Iko Uwe is in it, and he's the guy from The Raid, and The Raid is like one of the best action movies in the last decade, Mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What did it feel like to at least give that little teaser out? Because there's just definitely some hype building, especially with the fans of action martial arts type of films, but also in the Asian American community, um, where... This has been on our radar for at least the last, I want to say almost two years probably, since it was announced. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think martial arts and uh, the action genre can appeal to anyone. Um, and when I talk about the show, even if, you know, usually I proceed it with, are you a fan of martial arts? And <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some people are like, yeah, yeah. I enjoy actions. Like, well, have you ever watched The Raid? You know, that's basically how I <laughs> introduce it. Up. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they say, uh, no, I don't. And then in which case I said, you know, go watch The Raid. It will change your life. It will change how you look at action. Uh, yeah. And then if they are martial arts fans and I say, have you ever watched The Raid? They, their eyes widen. And I said, well, 
Our lead <laughs> is the lead of the raid, and they all usually freak out. It's very. It's cool. It's definitely the biggest selling point. <laughs> Mostly, they're in disbelief. They're like, "Which guy in the raid?" You're like, "The raid, the raid dude." And you're like, the raid. "Yeah, that that dude, the, the guy, guy who's raiding." Yeah, the guy's raiding. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's cool. It's really nice to have that kind of um, material to use." <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first got the show, we were like, "Oh, let's get everyone together and watch the raid together." Yeah, we did that, <laughs> and our whole cast was like, ah, "Hey, whoa, this is awesome again!" <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it with Iko in the no in attendance? We or? basically we we all got to the hotel, um, and Iko had already moved into his uh, apartment in Vancouver with his group. Uh-huh. Um, so he brought five of his um, the stunt guys, the stunt guys yeah. with him, which is what he does no matter what project he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we hadn't really gotten to know him yet, but we did Insta story it and then yeah. send it to him. <laughs> And he's so great and so humble, and he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you so much for watching it." That is, I'm just imagining your whole cast sans Eco geeking out about Eco while he's like in the next room, <laughs> and he's so hu- humble, which <laughs> yeah. is yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, the whole cast is really very down to earth, yeah. So that makes it really nice, and yeah, we gave us uh, ourselves a nickname, the Wu Fam. Mm. It's literally like a family. Yeah. Even when like a, a new cast member joined, we're like, "Hey, welcome! Let's go yeah. out! <laughs> hey, come over for hot pot! Yeah!" Awesome. I remember when, um, as the cast announcements were being made, we were like, "Oh, that's a good choice." We know that person, like when when uh, when Ty was announced, mm. when Lewis, yeah. when um, Lawrence, who's been on this podcast before too, it's like, mm. "Oh, dude, perfect! That's yeah, awesome! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really great. It's just good energy all around. You have good people." Everything is easier, mm-hmm. even though it's like it could be a hard day. But we're like, we can get through this, no problem. That's good. I mean, it's good to hear that you guys had a good relationship on set. Because sometimes you hear stories about, like, some sets are like horror stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized we went about five minutes while even introducing your characters from the from oh. the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so excited about <laughs> eco. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the rest of us. <laughs> well, um, I guess for our listeners who haven't been following. Um, in your own words, what is Wu Assassins? It's a martial arts fantasy show set in present-day San Francisco. There you go. <laughs> okay. And then it, it, it's about this young chef played by Ego Wise, uh, where he is told by a spiritual force, played by Celia, uh, <laughs> that he is the last Wu Assassin. He is the chosen one, and he is our last opportunity to um, restore the balance of the earth. Yep. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I was able to actually see the first three episodes thanks to um, courtesy of Netflix. Um, and it's super high octane action. Um, Celia, your character is very mysterious. I'm very curious oh, to see you. where where she goes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Lee, your, your character, Jenny, is pretty badass. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I definitely um yeah, she's she's I, I loved just when I when the character breakdown came across I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Mm. I mean, someone who has the burden, uh, the expectations of what it means to be, you know, a Chinese daughter. You mm-hmm. know, we all know, culturally speaking, um, if you are very traditionally raised, you are loyal to your family, whatever their wishes may be. And, you... and then she has to, her responsibilities and taking care of her brother and... Burns off her steam in an underground fight club, which is something that I don't think will ever come across in your career <laughs> again. Yeah. And 
what I really loved about um, your character, well, just the show in general, is how how specific some of the details are. Because I, I remember specifically in the second episode where you get a call from your parents who are, mm-hmm. I guess, living in Hong Kong or overseas, mm-hmm. and it's a Skype tone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so, like... Asian. Asian. Because <laughs> it's either that or like the line or the WeChat. Oh, the WeChat. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that like, WeChat. Because yeah. Asian parents, they don't use FaceTime. <laughs> they use Skype. Yeah. Right? They use Skype and WeChat. And WeChat is, I mean, in my experience, the worst quality in videos, right? Or is it just. It's not as good as line from my experience. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Line's a, uh, it's it's more a Korean, Korean though, right? Yeah. App, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. WeChat is more. Chinese, yeah, and then you have WhatsApp, yeah, WhatsApp, yeah. yeah. But WeChat is like, it's like the omni tool in in China. China. Yeah, you use it to pay, you use it to like subscribe. And also, to you things. can update feeds like a like yeah. a Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like their moments. Apparently, moments. like when we have our WeChat here in the states, it's a lot different. So oh, you wow. can oh, really? order food on WeChat. You can order cars on WeChat. You can oh, date wow. on WeChat. Oh my! Yeah, gosh. it's also yeah. like a debit card. You can use you it. Can pay. Like, yeah, you can use so, to pay for things. <laughs> well, my buddy was in China, and then he was like taking out cash to pay for something, and there was like there's a granny behind him go like, "Oh my god, smooth! Just use WeChat. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're using cash." And he just looked around. He's like. I'm the young one here. Like, mm, what? And the right. grandma's like, move along. Mm. Just, just pay with WeChat. And go. That's so funny. I mean, to be fair, rude grandmas are kind of par for the course in China. <laughs> yeah. and, and, they're, like. and they're savvy. They're like, just use WeChat. Why are you using cash? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and your character also is, I guess you're you're the younger sister to Lawrence Cow's mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. But you're the, I mean, the good kid, right? You're the one that with all the expectations placed on you. And that's also something that's very real and yeah, in because, our, you know, culture, in yeah. our culture, the eldest son is supposed to be the one left with the restaurant, mm-hmm. or left with all the fortune of the family. <laughs> and because she's the more um, business savvy, the more uh, responsible one, she's left with the restaurant to run. The, that wasn't in her you know, lifetime goals. She had to put <laughs> her own dreams aside. And, you know, I think, I, as you can see, it's put on some... Um, uh, it's dampened some of her relationships with people. You'll find out later why it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Celia, you play, like, what is Yingying? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. And I was like, and you yeah. play as this. I was going to say some sort of, like, fairy, wushu fairy lady. but <laughs> No, I'm not a fairy, for sure. <laughs> you fly. <laughs> you fly. Um, but... She's this mystical force. I think mm. um, you're only up to episode three. So mm-hmm. episode four, five, and six will have a lot of history background on where she came from and, and why she is <laughs> the way she is right now. Yeah. Um, All I've seen so far is you beating up Eko during his training sequences. I mean, come on. If he if he doesn't succeed, I'm, I'm failing my mission as well. So you better get at it. <laughs> yeah. So how would you ex- describe Ying Ying? Um, Ying Ying is... Hmm. She's from a millennia ago, so she's uh, an old soul, but that's it's kind of like stuck in this image of being this young person, right? Um, I think throughout the years, she's been training her Wu assassins over and over again, trying to accomplish a task, and she has never fulfilled it. That's why now all her hopes and dreams are kind of left with Kai, because he's the last Wu assassin. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't complete her ta- the task and, and the mission, 
I don't know what's going to happen to Yingying. Yingying doesn't know what's going to happen to her.、Mm-hmm. And this is her last chance, so she, makes, she has to make it count. And she got to make sure.、Um, yeah. Make it count and, and that、um, Kai doesn't fail. Right. All the while being super sassy. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> well, I, make, I don't want to make the character tr- like any kind of like traditional kung fu master that you see、right. in like old martial art films and Hong Kong films and Chinese films. I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is how she's perceived to be now. How can we make it more fun and, in 2019? You know? <laughs>、mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, She's very more rela- relatable to She definitely、people. adapts to the different、uh, time periods very well. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything more than that. <laughs> I think that's going to spoil things. I mean, I, I feel like throughout the years, she's learned how to deal with people. And sometimes I'm just going to give myself this backstory of, of she's been serious and it didn't work. So、mm. now she's trying different ways and trying to connect with people. Yeah. So Wu Assassins is a, like you said, a martial arts fantasy. And there's a lot of fighting, and the fighting is real good.、Um, and it was really cool to see Lee, your character participate in that as、mm-hmm. well. And just to be like, how, how is it to be on set with like all these martial arts people and like stunt、oh, people? It was, and, it was so intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. It's, I come from a dan- dance background, so、mm-hmm. luckily I was able to pick up choreography quickly、mm-hmm. um, because we're on a tight schedule. We learn the fight and we just do it, we go. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's scary because they all know what they're doing. We all have stunt doubles, but obviously they don't use their stunt doubles.、Mm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, sorry, sorry.、Uh, my stunt has to step in now. <laughs> I'm so sorry for wasting everyone's time. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. I mean, it's, I've always wanted to do,、um, play a role, not just a strong female leading role, but someone who's, you know, in, Physical as well,、yeah. like being physically challenged. Now you know not to mess with Lily. She can that's true. She can beat you up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, because not only you have you know, Louis Tan, who is in,、um, in Into the Badlands. Into the Badlands.、Mm. Um, you have Eco, of course,、mm-hmm. uh, from the、right. raid. You have. Um, you also have Byron Mann, who、mm-hmm. is one of those guys who, it's like Ty, who, like, you've seen him because they've been in so many <laughs> he's, he's themes. He's every dad,、right? everyone's dad.、Yeah. Um, and he was also <laughs> Ryu from Street Fighter, the、mm-hmm. movie.、Yeah. It's so cool just to see so many, like, not just Asian faces, but the faces of people that you've seen just like, work for so long. Yeah, and then everyone's in one show. They、yeah. put everyone in one show. Yeah. Um, I love Taima's you know, wise like, pharmacist know. man. Yeah. <laughs> like, grocer.、Okay. Um, Confucius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of you know, being in this industry for a long time, both of you have been acting for like, the last、mm-hmm. probably <clears throat> decade or so, right?、Um, and we've seen a lot of, I guess you can say, movement since last August, where we had a bunch of really great mainstream movies come out that like, really kind of shifted. Maybe not the perception, but like the conversation of like, we're seeing a lot more projects like Wu Assassins being greenlit, even though Wu Assassins was in,、mm-hmm. already in, in, in motion.、Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, actors in the industry, how has the last year changed for you? Or have you seen any change in, as actors, as, as people working in the industry? For, for me, it's been the change has started a few years ago.、Um, I know when I first started、um, in the TV and film world, are you familiar with pilot season and all that? You know how、mm-hmm. crazy it gets. 
you know, I have Caucasian friends at the time years ago who just slammed multiple auditions per day. And I was lucky to get one or two in the entire three months. And then a year later, it was, you know, you could increase to maybe 10 mm -hmm. opportunities. And then three years later, it was like 50 something. Mm -hmm. And it got crazy. And then at the same time, even though they're now more open to seeing all ethnicities or the breakdowns would always state open diversity, looking for diverse, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oftentimes the leads will still go to Caucasians and then they'll go down the list of kind of crossing the United Colors of Benetton roster. Right. <laughs> you know, like, okay, we got this. All right, now we need this. And as opposed to cat being cast in roles that we're right for, we get pigeonholed into, well, the best friend is this, mm. you know, fierce, badass kind of, you know, we play our stereotypes and then we kind of get jammed into certain roles that we're just not right for, but because they haven't fulfilled their their quota, their quota, yeah. you know. So, so yes, there's been, I think, a lot of um, traction happening since you know CRA and now farewell. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love that it's it's finally making so much noise. I also want us to calm down a little and all be normal and on the same platform, so that we can finally do what mm. we like to do without having too much opportunity because we're Asian right. or no opportunity because we're Asian or any minority. We just want to do it without having to jump through those hoops. Yeah. I talk a lot with some actor friends who are like, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. So we got to start while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. um, but the hope is the and more, the more that we, yeah, the more that we do it, the more it becomes a normal thing yeah. as opposed mm -hmm. to a trend because exactly. a trend means there's going to be another 10 year gap. Yeah, between exactly. Now and then, yeah. Right? yeah. But I do feel like in the last couple of years, you've seen more um, Asian characters written playing different characters, like especially for Wu Assassins, like Lawrence's character is yeah. a drug addict. You've never How seen a drug addict, that, right? <laughs> an yeah. Asian drug addict on screen, never. Mm. And like Lily's character, you've seen like, yeah, the, the facade like and, and the basic layer of it, like, oh, this good girl who owns a restaurant and yada mm. yada, but you don't see the deep kind of core of like their struggles and her having to release like real her anger. flawed human beings. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're just real now. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. just not like this idea of something <laughs> like everyone, like you guys are the perfect student, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also the story is so relatable because, you know, maybe not to the extreme of what Jenny's experiencing, but mm -hmm. we've all told our parents that everything is fine <laughs> when they're oh, going yeah, around, yes. right? Yeah. And I talk about this yeah. very often. I think the themes um, of Wu is very relatable to any uh, non a, a, any non-American like yeah. anyone who's very true to their culture and the struggles of what it means to live with friends who don't understand your culture in mm -hmm. a western country it's <laughs> yes. you know but for us I think also we our cast got it along really well because it was just a you know, no-brainer taking the shoes off when we go to each other's <laughs> homes. It's like there's no like Helping each other for food and be like, hey, have you eaten yet? Are you okay? Like, yeah. It's just something culturally that and, we have. And, and you guys understanding how you know I bring my mom to <laughs> Vancouver whenever I shoot there. And they're like, cool. Hey, auntie. Yeah. Yeah, there's none of that. Oh, my God. You're, you're, Why, you're mom? Man. I'm reminded <laughs> of like – so I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley where – you know, being Asian was kind of the thing, mm -hmm. right? But I remember going to, moving out for the first time and having to explain to people what 
hot pot oil is and like, <laughs> yeah. dim some or, and people like looking to you to like guide them to yeah, their yeah, hot yeah. pot experience yeah. or their dim some experience like what should we order like yeah. being that guide and it it is definitely for me more comfortable to not have to be that person yeah but how do you feel like recently in recent years um, more and more people know about these cuisine, knows about like how sometimes to like eat. I'm with Lily and I had like uh, <laughs> a good friend of ours that we used to host hot pot parties at his mm. place, and then we'll invite all our friends, and he goes, "Okay, hot pot lesson number one. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the sauce bar, and this is yeah. what you have to do." And he's like, "Now you're cultured, you're now you can go out and have hot pot anywhere <laughs> yeah, else." <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. I was actually just made this observation the other day when I was at Dim Sum. I was looking around and seeing that like we're at this like place that. Growing up was just all Chinese, like yeah. like non Chinese wouldn't dare to venture into here because mm. so daunting. And I'm looking around, there was like Latinos, there's yeah. like white people, black people, all just enjoying yeah. dim sum because it's so good and yeah. everybody yeah. should yes. enjoy it. And they're th- <laughs> notice what they have on their tables, like the chicken feet, the tribe, the yeah. like the more like adventurous stuff that in the past people were kind of like, like oh my god, about, what is that? Right? Yeah. yeah, it's actually really cool, and yeah. everyone's drinking their boba, and it's like it's just. <laughs> It's yeah, just, when yeah. you look around and you're like, oh, finally. Like, this is, for me, I think this is what America should be and is. It's just yeah. a mix and a blend of all cultures and everyone understanding each other. Yeah, and people and, shouldn't be intimidated by yeah, each other's not cultures. At all. And if we're all just open to it, it's... Yeah. I remember in elementary school, I love fish. And people are like, oh, you're eating fish? That's so The gross. whole fish, the head whole and fish. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm always up the, up the mind that, like, to to my friends like who are trying new things, it's okay not to like it. Yeah, but just try, try it. it you know? Yeah, and be open to it. And if you're yeah. not going to try it, like if you have dietary restrictions, mm-hmm. yeah. be respectful <laughs> of people who have other preferences. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a professor in in college who was like, "I want to try dim sum, like the real dim sum, Celia. Can you take <laughs> me to a dim sum restaurant?" I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we went. And she was like, okay, I'm squirmy for, about a lot of things. Just don't tell me what it is. Well, Just you're going to see that it's a chicken foot. And it- <laughs> that, that we didn't order because she can see it. That I ordered tripe. And then I was like, just try it. She, she's like, this is good. I'm, I know this is not calamari, but I'm going to tell myself it's calamari. So it's, we'll continue eating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all in the head. Yeah, yeah, she's like, it's all in her. She's like, I just need to get over that first mm. before mm. I can know what this is. And I was like, that's cool. It's cool that people are willing to try now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can talk about food all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, how were these? Um, I'm, I'm assuming your, your, your castmates and your, your crew had, like, amazing hot pot parties. We actually, Celia and I, we shared an apartment. We got this huge apartment. Well, it wasn't huge. Who am I kidding? It's Vancouver. <laughs> it's as big as Vancouver can get. Um, but it was um, in the middle of, you know, the most convenient neighborhood. And we just had people all over all, all the, time the time for a hot pot. Because mm. it was the easiest thing. You know, you just dump and cook your own food. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. And you spend hours on it. You know, everyone can <laughs> talk and hang out and drink and, and eat. Mm-hmm. Usually if you just have a sit-down dinner and are like done eating, I'm like, okay, peace, bye. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. What is your um, what is your go to hot pot sauce? Ooh, I'm I'm a very simple person. Mm. I like to crack a raw egg, mm. um, sesame oil, put some cilantro, and maybe a little bit of peanut sauce, and that's it. Oh, I do a little more than that. I do <laughs> a lot of garlic. What do you call those? The the dry, dry garlic, the, the fried garlic. Oh, the like yeah. the. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the fried so yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then your breath just oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's just so bad. A lot of these things, I don't know what they're called, but I know what the package looks like because I can mm. buy it from the the Chinese markets. Yeah. Is it the yeah. silver can, the Chinese barbecue sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get that? Yeah. 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 
They make a <laughs> vegan one now too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is very exciting. <laughs> yeah, having that those those hot pot parties was definitely nice. And then we just see shoes all over the apartment. Yeah, you know, taking off. The I shoes. love those memes on the internet. You know the parties uh, happen when there's shoes, <laughs> shoes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I never got why people don't take off their shoes, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not one to yuck their yum. So I always break it down to them. Like uh, when I first, you know, met my boyfriend, he didn't do that, and I was like, think about it. We live in New York City. You walk around the thing, the filth on your <laughs> shoes, and you want to bring it into the house. It's like, oh man, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. There's probably all sorts of poo on that on that shoe. All sorts. Oh you know? yeah. Let <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me same question for you, Sia. Have you? How has the last couple years been for you in terms of like going on games? Because you just um, you were just here in LA for an independent film that you were a part of. Yes. And you have a couple projects coming up too that are, that look pretty cool. I, I think um. My experience is a little bit different in a sense. Like I've never, like when I first when I first started in industry, right? It's people are like, oh, all Asians look alike. I'm like, no, we don't. And then I look around, <laughs> like, wait, who said this? Who who said that? Uh-huh. Like, like um, just like general people, like even like in casting, you see, you walk in and everyone's kind of like the same style, same mm-hmm. haircut. And this is the time when I first started, everyone had the straight bangs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, because <laughs> wow. that's that that will get you a job. Yeah, that will get you yeah. the job. And then I looked around. I'm like, oh, I get why they think that we all look alike is because we dress the same and we presented ourselves the same yeah. way. So I was like, I'm gonna change that. So I went and like cut my hair and got like this kind of like full hawk style. Mm-hmm. And People should look up Celia out on Google and just check out her hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how she gets it to stay that way. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, so in the beginning, like, that's how I marketed myself, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't want to be like everyone else. And in the industry, people start like, oh, there's a kit with a mohawk. And I was like, it's a full hawk, but okay. And they're like, the kid with mohawk, the kid with mohawk. And I start wearing skinny ties all the time. They're like, the kid, the mohawk and the tie. So I started getting these punk rows, the kind of the, the hipsters, the cool kid. So it's never like Asian. It's never like, oh, it's an Asian character in my first couple of jobs that I've gotten. And then um, later on, they know that I'm Celia. I was like, oh, okay, now I can like well, have my hair down and, and do something different as well and, and built on from there on. Um, I mean, the very first Asian Pacific film, I think, it's, it's Revenge of the Green Dragons. Mm. I remember walking with a mohawk as well, and they're like, hmm. All right, that's interesting. And then by the time I got the job, they're like, let's take that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just give you, like, more girly look and, and curly hair. I'm like, okay, cool. But I, I develop a way to, like, stand out from stand the crowd. Out. Yeah, yeah, from mm. the crowd in the beginning. And then then now I can just be me. It's like my marketing tactic for my marketing I think marketing everybody should class. do that in life. It doesn't yeah. matter what industry you're in. You should brand yourself a lot of people just go with trends though we also know you know yeah. like they're like oh this is this is the look of the year and everyone looks the same i mean who decided that the the bangs was was the asian look right I don't know. <laughs> old is school it? old school yeah. like oh asian you must have that bowl haircut yeah. <laughs> and and i mean those were the ones who would get jobs i mean yeah. when i was a kid i did a lot of print modeling mm-hmm. and this it was you know same same faces you see it at these casting calls and there was another girl who was always booking things, and she had that bull haircut. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when you see one of those diverse posters, yeah. she's the Asian girl. Can't mess that up. <laughs> that's true. If you look around and think about the old ads, like everyone yeah. has kind of that's that true. same, like, that. that's the Asian look. And then when you do something different, they're like, oh, my God, who's this? Yeah. This is different. It's like, oh, my God, she dyed her hair. Yeah. <gasps> 
what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you bring a good, a good point where you know you kind of you you set yourself apart enough so that you started to be able to have a personal identity image, and yeah. image and brand, which is what any I feel any actor really wants. Like that's the privilege of being you know like white in this industry is you can be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like they go for you for your personality, whereas everyone else. It feels like it has to like fit a certain role or a certain thing. I always tell people when they're like asking me like, well, what do you have as an advice? I'm like, make yourself stand out. Either physically, look yeah. different. It, it's just a way that will shock people and they're like, oh, that person. I remember that person. They may not remember your name, but they're like, let's call that person back in. That look. Mm-hmm. That look is different. That look good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something we can present in like a board of selects. I'm like, oh, okay, that those will stand yeah. out. Um, I remember my old agent used to tell me, they're like, hey, just imagine um, your headshots, right? You're looking at breakdown and there's all these like thumbnails of headshots that pops up. Mm-hmm. And who are you going to click? You, you'll click on the ones that stand out, even though they might be wrong, but you might click on them to see like, oh, who's that? Mm-hmm. That's weird. And then that's hmm. different. So he was like, that's a great way to market and think about just thumbnails mm-hmm. and how to make yourself stand out in these thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm here, playing a uh, uh, an old. And now we are all identified yeah. by our Instagram accounts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what kind of filter do we stick to? One filter? How am I going to frame this photo? <laughs> uh. Like speaking of you know, um, past roles and stuff, Lee, you've had a lot of TV work, mm-hmm. and I was going through your MDP and kind of saying, oh. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. been in a lot of different types of shows, and you know your biography says you also used to do musicals, and mm-hmm. you know, that's how I started. Yeah, and you know, I'm curious to ask about just your journey going from like starting from you know Miss Saigon and those mm-hmm. musicals to being in like you were in a lot of shows as like the Asian member of the team. Uh, right. some of them, so. yeah. I I was really fortunate that um, there's definitely been a few projects where they didn't want to go diverse and Mm. then they saw me and the chemistry worked and Mm. then uh, i was cast so i like it when that happens because i think that's the way it should be that Mm -hmm. it it has to do with who's right for the role yeah and um you know but in the yeah i started in musical theater partly because i was um i went to saturday chinese classical (laughs) dance school and i loved performing i was Mm. so shy but performing you know silently was very was like a way kind of a gateway into this whole industry and then when I, I i was a good student but i did not want to go to school for uh liberal arts hated it mm-hmm. uh, so i went to laguardia high school at performing arts i was a dance major and we did annual high school musicals and i was like oh my god I, this is really a lot more satisfying and fulfilling <laughs> than just dancing. So yeah. I took, you know, singing lessons on my own and I auditioned for some musical theater programs. I got into some and I ended up going to um, an acting school upstate New York, close to home, you know, got to be close to the family. Yeah. <laughs> How did your family like, um, were they always supportive of that or? They were. My dad's a visual artist. Okay. So um, that worked out. Um, he, they, they supported me because they at the time had a business they thought was going to take care of uh, financial stability. Mm. Um that did not carry through, <laughs> um, uh, but they supported me because they saw – I think they saw it before I even knew I wanted to do it because I, I didn't want to be an actor. It was mm. not in 
my childhood dreams. <laughs> I just fell into it, uh, and I couldn't be happier because I, I can't, you know, imagine myself doing anything else. But they supported me, and they wanted me to. They just wanted me to make sure that I always had a roof over my head, <laughs> yeah, and that I wasn't struggling. I mean, that's what any parent really wants, right? Right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I talked to a lot of people um, just pursuing the arts, and just like we were talking about, like not every Asian parent is the same. They're not mm-hmm. all like the yeah. the tiger parent. You must be a doctor, yeah. lawyer, engineer, exactly. Especially if and like parents are diverse. Like your mm-hmm. your father was in the arts, right? Mm-hmm. So of course he'll be more open to it. No, I'm really appreciative that <laughs> they, they let me do it because, you know, it's not work for me, you know, <laughs> even though I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning sometimes and work 18 hours. <laughs> but, you know, it's great. I love it. Yeah. We're getting paid to play pretend. I know. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Things that we used to do as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. How's your journey been with like, you know, the pa- family? Family or parents or anything like, you know, is this something that you... <laughs> you had to fight for or was it something that you were just um my parents owned a video store when okay. i was a kid so i grew up watching a lot of like hong kong films so it's really American their fault films. <laughs> no they, they'll always be like I, I never knew that these people on screen can make money <laughs> it just never occurred to me that way i'm like mm. whoa this is so much fun and then like at home my brother and i would pretend to be power rangers and play mm-hmm. fight and do all this different stuff and but i was always on a track to becoming a lawyer Mm. that's what i wanted to do i was like oh my god being a lawyer it's like a superhero you can like help the good guys and put the bad guys away and that's just the idea i had because I, I i was like obsessed with like law and order and stuff mm. and then as i was getting older i was like oh you, you don't you can't be the you can't be the superhero it's like you work for who pays you it doesn't matter if you have to pass the bar and then you have to pass the <laughs> bar yeah I actually started looking through the the book um, mm. when I was in high school. And I was like, all right, what is this? And I was like, oh, man. And I took an internship oh. with a lawyer for three days. And I'm like, I'm done. Bye. I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. And, and this is New York, right? Like the, New York. The, the hardest bar the past, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, well, what can I do the, to help and, and sort of like change things and, and inspire people? Then I went into advertising and marketing. And I was like, mm. oh, that's cool. I can... I can persuade someone to buy something <laughs> through my art and through my design and how I I sell a product. Mm-hmm. And halfway through that, I'm like, hmm, those people in front of that camera, it looks, it looks like it's a lot of fun. I was taking an elective class in college, Acting 101. And I remember my professor telling me, this is a, I went to business school. So this is mm-hmm. acting classes in a business school. Okay. And uh, I went to my professor. I was like, I don't understand this. How does an actor make a living? How, how, like, how does it work? And he was like, well, if I know, I wouldn't be here. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> I was like, well. Great, thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. And then I started doing my own research. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, my parents were just like, oh, yeah, she's a graphic designer. That's fine. It's already to my uncle risque that I'm an artist and mm. a graphic designer. My mom's like, she's making money. It's fine. And then I'm like acting and she's like, it's a hobby. It's cool. It's a cool hobby to have. <laughs> it's a phase. It's, it's a pass. phase. It'll pass. And then I quit my full-time job mm. and then I became a full-time actor. My mom's like, are you, are you, are you going to look for a full-time job? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, cool. No problem. That's cool. Just do what you want to do. And then when she starts seeing me booking more stuff and working more, she's like, Oh, this is actually really cool. Like, I guess this could be a, a career. There's also a connotation like Asians 
that like at least for my parents they think that if you're in entertainment there's all this like kind of me too stuff that will surround you and oh. you can't get away with it and they're always worried about that and my mom showed up with me on set a couple of times and she was like oh everyone's really nice <laughs> they treat you really well and everyone's respect uh is respectful and she was like I right, go ahead do it <laughs> and uh then she would show up to my premieres and my movies she's like yeah so that's good I mean you can do better yeah. yeah. Now, now it's yeah. like I'm gonna be your acting coach. Yeah. Uh, she came. I remember her coming to like a, a our premiere for Green Dragons, and I was like, well, "What do you think, Mom?" She's like, "Yeah, mm, let me think about this." And I was Oslo. It was me, my mom, and my friend and her mom, my um, the co-star and her mom, and her, my friend's mom woke up the next morning and was like, "Hey guys, I have an idea." You guys could have been better in this way and this way and this way and this yeah. way. Thanks, thanks, and I was like, Asian parents. Thanks, auntie. And then my mom was like, I was, I was like, that's not bad, but you can be better, Celia. Embody yeah. the characters. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then now my mom's like, oh, show me your, your tape. Show me your audition. And she would be like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Yeah. And she's super supportive now. But it, it took a while because they never knew that this could be actually a, a career path. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I'm thankful that my parents are open-minded enough that they're like, yeah, just do it. It's cool. Um, as long as it's safe, yeah. it's fine. That being said, if I ever have kids, I'm going to uh, <laughs> divert them in a different path, if possible. <laughs> I feel like that's how you get them to do it. You have, you have to, like, encourage them full force so they, they don't want – because, you know – They don't want to do it. <laughs> whatever, your, whatever your parents do is the lamest thing ever, right? So – yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, now, now with this Netflix series coming out, now your mom can show all her friends. My mom's not that. Um, it's funny though. And still to today, if someone asks, like, "Hey, what does your daughter do?" She's like, "Oh, she's a graphic designer." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, I remember when, like, when I first started to make. Uh, things are like I uh, was starting to get in bigger projects mm -hmm. and then people can see on TV or like ads and stuff and people come to my mom because we still had a video store at that time. It's like, isn't that your daughter? Isn't that your daughter? And she's like, no. Hey, it's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobby. Just a phase. <laughs> it's just a phase. Oh, one of these days you'll get her to acknowledge. No, she she acknowledges <laughs> now yeah. and she's completely yeah, supportive. She's yeah. super cool. She's like, I'll drive you to set. Yeah, go. What do you need? I'll yeah. help you. Um, but yeah, that, that that took a bit. That I find that funny for a long time. She was like, "Yeah, that's the face, and it's all right." Yeah. I'm like, my uncle used to be like, "You're an artist, man. Uh, I gotta find you a backup." Another. Yeah, right. We always had. We were always told to do something as a backup yeah. because I went to school for acting. But you know, eventually, my mom's like, "Maybe, maybe you should go back and get a different degree." <laughs> you know, just in case if this doesn't work out. And I did. I, I try to go back for business school. Very first day, I got my syllabus and I withdrew right away that day. <laughs> um, then I it's so hard, yeah. And I also went to interior design school for a year part time. Oh my gosh, just no, it was so <laughs> tedious. Wow, we had a business. I mean, I together. loved it. it was, <laughs> and then we had a business together. Yeah, Celia and I were friends before we were cast in the oh, show. Wow. Uh, what yeah. was this business? Doggy we, fashion business. Doggy accessory store. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. In the in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. We were just friends and we were very impulsive. And one day we saw this commercial space and we're like, hey, you want to open up a business? Sure. We signed the lease without knowing what we wanted. Wow. Yeah. And then we're over beer. We're like, well, we both have dogs and we both like dogs. And 
Well, I mean, people always say don't start a business with your friends, and seeing as you're both still friends now, I'm assuming it didn't go that bad. No, it wasn't bad. I think it was just too much work. It was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much work. And then she just had to put up with living with me for three and a half months as well when we were doing blues <laughs> lessons. Yeah, Celia, Celia is very uh, extroverted, and then I, on the other hand, need my downtime. Mm. But Celia always wants. To invite people over, and I'm always like, "Oh my god, just give me, just give me one night, one <laughs> quiet night." <laughs> Gotta yep. get up at four. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> well, very excited that the show is finally coming out. The show again is Wu Assassins. It'll be streaming on Netflix. All ten episodes. Um, you can see uh, Lily uh, kicking ass as Jenny uh, and Celia being mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's this is so hard because it's you can't really, really tell people it's what, hard to describe her role mm, it's like, what do. are you well um because if i say any more then i'll also give away the that's whole that's true no i, I want i want to discover this on my own too yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it she's like what what Who's t- oh. <laughs> <laughs> um before we go um we were talking about the gram earlier. Where can people follow you on, online if oh. they want to? Oh, it's uh, yeah. my full name, Li Jun Li, uh, L-I-J-U-N-L-I. And you can just follow me on It's Celia Ao, I-T-S-C-E-L-I-A-A-U, across Snapchat, which I don't use, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we'll update. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on the show. It's um, The first few episodes have been a lot of fun, super, super exciting, and I can't wait to watch more when the whole series uh, releases. Um, congrats for all your success. Um, Thank you. Good luck to all your future projects, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks yes, for right. having us. Right. Thank you for having us. Thank can't you. wait for you to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the Collabcast conversation with Celia Ao and Lee Jun Lee. You can catch them both on Wu Assassins. Um, all 10 episodes are now streaming on Netflix. And since the time that we recorded this episode, I had finished the series and I definitely gave it a recommendation. Um, the story definitely takes some twists and turns, but the action is always on point. It was great to see the whole cast kick some ass. And um, for those of you who are fans of Lawrence Cow, who is one of the leads and also um, part of the community as a member of the Kinjas, um, you definitely see some dope dancing skills. So if you want to help support uh, not only the show, but projects like this in the future, uh, please go and give it a stream. And with that, that also do it for us here at the Collabcast. Um, like I mentioned before, we are on uh, a semi-hiatus right now, which means that uh, future episodes might be a little slow coming out as we try to regroup and figure out what the future looks like for collaboration. But definitely keep subscribed to this feed. Uh, whenever we have a cool conversation come our way, we'll definitely put it up for you uh, to listen to. So as you wait for us to come back uh, full-time, um, there's definitely going to be some great content here and there. So with that, thank you all so much for listening. As always, this podcast is a production of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Uh, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the queer talents of the Asian American community. Uh, you can learn more about our programs by going to our new website at www.collaboration.org. Um, if you're in LA, check out our Club LA Showcase that's taking place on Thursday, August 29th at the David Henry Farm Theater in Little Tokyo. You can learn more about our amazing lineup of talented Asian American musicians by checking out the landing page at clubla.org. Um, and if you use the special code CLABCAST, all caps, you'll get 25% off the ticket rate. 
Finally, one last thank you to our friends at Visual Communications, who in partnership with the Potluck Podcast Collective provided the studio space for us to conduct this interview. You can learn more about VC um, and their programs such as the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Fest by going to their website at vcmedia.org. Uh, thanks once again to Uzuhan for use of the song Uzuhan for our intro and outro. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Collabcast. Bye, everyone.